Welcome to the Club 937 podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Jay, the producer, and this week we're sitting down and talking with Will Sims. Will is an independent musician out of the Baltimore area who's put out a whole bunch of albums, a whole bunch of music videos, and has opened up for a few big name national acts. He really is one of the hardest working independent artists out there. And with all of that out of the way, sit back, relax, grab a beer, and let's jump into the conversation. So, Tez, if you puke, Jay, you can't cut it out of the mix. All right. Oh, no, that's, that's a deal. That, that's, that's going in. That's going in. If you it's puke, 100% like, I mean, you're doing it live, man. Okay. No, nah, man. Right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Get, get yourself good. a brown paper bag. <laughs> Dude, it's all good. We're, so, we are coming to you live now via Riverside, right, Jay? This is Riverside. This is Riverside. Hashtag not sponsored. All right, cool. So door slammers over here. So we're all in our own respective areas. We have a special guest with us tonight, and our we first have an... remote guest. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. very first remote guests. All right, well, so let's welcome our guest first, and then we'll do this beer because I might be the only one drinking beer. Maybe Tez, huh? You're not into that right now, huh? That's not your look. I'll show the can. I'll do. <laughs> uh, I ain't making no promises tonight, bro. No, okay, I make all right. no promises. All, all right. right, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen around the world, please welcome Will Sims to the 937 podcast. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, come on, Cheers. Jay. Cheers. I'm working on it, man. I had my chat with the thing. Wrong one. That's the wrong one again. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he does that shit on purpose, man. There yeah, you go. I do. There we go. There, go. there we go. Hey, welcome to right Sim City Entertainment. Right. Welcome, 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 man. Most, most applause I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we got Will Sims uh, in the house, and we have a bunch of stuff to ask him. Uh, so let's just, let me just knock this beer out real quick. So Tez picked this beer called Checker Spot Brewing Company, who we're going to be sipping on tonight. And uh, Tez, you know these guys, or you just uh, picked a random, or what's up? Yeah, I just picked a random. I hit the, um, I went to... Uh... This huge joint over in Laurel. I can't think of the name of it. They're all over the place, but they are huge and they have a local section. And I just went through the local section real quick and to see what was, you know, what was out there that we haven't tried. And uh, honestly, man, the look of the can. I yeah, think the can is cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's so Tez hit me with it like, hey, man, you got to get some checker spot for this episode. Uh, so I found it. Only one I could find over by me in Montgomery County was... Uh, Hoity Toity. This is a New England IPA brewed with lotus, citra, and calypso. Hops for elegant flavor. Pinkies up. So that's the one I got. Okay. Uh, Tez, okay. W- what did you what did you pick up by them? Picked up a rye lager. Rye that's lager. It. Just a rye lager. Yeah. Here's the can. Can you see it? Three ninety five rye. Yeah. Three ninety five. So this is definitely a Baltimore thing, huh? It's on the can. Yep, they're in Baltimore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Austin Street. Dang, man. I even know where that is, kind of. You know, I know that area. Yep. <laughs> I know that I kind of <laughs> know that area of Baltimore. Dang. Cool. All right. So uh so I already popped it. This is the New England IPA. And uh let me have a sip. Let's see. I mean, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of weight coming out of Baltimore when it comes to the breweries, man. Oh yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I feel like man. I hear about a new one every day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which is it's good. It's good. But then it, it you know, you're gonna start getting the I I, I don't wanna get 
a flood of market of the same thing, just with a different name or a different label on it. You know what I mean? I mean, I say let it be Wild West as long as it can, man. I mean, I think if you got a basement, you can make beer, you know? like <laughs> So, so like, uh, I do dig everyone trying their own stuff. This New England IPA is, like, uh, super uh, florally. Is, flor- is uh, florally a word? Like, it's very you, floral with, this, with the smell be. of flowers. I guess so. I guess I wanted it to be right now. <laughs> so, but it's very, uh, it's got a very flower essence to it, huh? I like it. Um, All right, that's cool. I'm rocking this. You gonna try yours or not yet? Give me a minute. Give me a All right. minute. All right, let's, take your time. Let, let me let me yeah, let me time. just work up to the ambiance, man. The, the time, headache man. is is going away a little bit, but uh, it's not all the way gone yet. So let's get into this conversation, and hopefully, this headache is gone before we overweight. I crack it open and let you know what it tastes like. You hear me? Perfect, man. So yeah, so that's plenty yep. of introduction for the beer. So we're gonna try them out. So I now, because like, uh, you know, I didn't realize the the beer portion of it I actually just came on my way home. I stopped at BC Brewery, which is up in Hunt Valley and okay. uh, had a couple brews up there. They had like a um a cucumber melon goes, which Ooh. is really good. It's like a German style goes. It's a sour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I tried a little bit of their watermelon lime seltzer, which was good, but it was like it was also had like this real minty taste. I don't know if that's like the saltiness of the lime or what, but it, it felt minty to me. And I'm not a big mint guy. Me either. Me either. If anybody is interested, I got my my Bigelow decaf green tea with lots and lots of honey. <laughs> I got this the other room. I could mix it in. Thank it, you, it Jay. It it it's tastes remarkably like green tea with honey. <laughs> All right, so, so so Will Sims is also drinking the local stuff, and he's here. Tez, uh, how did you find this dude? And uh, and let's get into this introduction, man. All right, well, simple. Uh, the the uh, local music group I told y'all that I sent to y'all. Will is actually the narrator of the group, and uh, once I joined it, I just put it out there. Who trying to do the who trying to do the podcast and uh he hit me up man he just he was like one of the few to re- actually responded and uh you know with with us trying to big up the local music scene man it it you know it worked out man so you know he is well will you're in luck dude here you are man like welcome god damn it welcome one time I hit the right, right button, button this time. hit the right <laughs> button yeah yeah perfect yeah. timing all right, man. So let's start off with your backstory, dude. So uh, tell us where you're from and tell us how you got into playing music. Like, how'd you start? Um, I've been in the Baltimore area pretty much all my life. Grew up and still live in White Marsh, uh, which is on like the like northeast side of Baltimore suburbs. And um, and yeah, I've been singing since I was a little kid. You know, I love singing. Um, you know, I didn't think that I would be a singer, but I, I still did it all the time. And then I don't know, like, I, I, I don't think about the catalyst that much, but I don't know. Like I, I kind of started going to my first concerts in 2006, which was right before my senior year of high school. And that's when I like picked up a guitar and like started playing like nonstop. And that was, that was probably like when I decided I really wanted to be a musician. Um, so yeah, I would play every day. I would bring the guitar with me to school. I was, probably really annoying i don't have the ears i do now so i was probably out of tune most of the time (laughs) so it's like you know but but you know it was like it it was one of those things that like i just connected with and i knew that i like wanted to be able to like 
write my own songs, play my own music. And it was uh, a big thing for me, you know, and I, I grew up with a lot of like, I grew up on a lot of the nineties alternative rock music and a lot of like classic rock, like Tom Petty, the Eagles, like real singer songwritery type artists. Like, you know, I can kind of picture the songs in my head while I'm listening to them. So and your then, style, um, so your style when you started, like uh, you say, like uh, fresh out of high school, was it the same style stuff that you're doing now, or did you start off doing more indie or more punk or something like that? I mean, when when I started, like, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, when I tried to join my first band, I tried to join as guitar player because that was, like, the main thing I did. And there were three of us there, and they are like, well, we need a singer. So they were like, all right, you will take turns singing. Whoever's got the best voice is the singer. So they were like, all right, you go first. So I sat down and played and sang a song. And they were like, you're the singer. Wait, what did you sing? What what was the song? What was the song? Probably something I wrote. It was probably, uh, it was probably, if anything, of this song sometimes that I wrote. Uh, It's one of like the first songs I wrote. And it's like, I only just released it on my most recent album. It's just one of those things like, you know, I... I guess everyone could just tell that it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And, you know, so we, I managed to glue a couple people together to go out and play some shows. And I went out and was doing open mics and stuff. And everyone kind of agreed that I had a good voice, but that I should probably get some singing lessons. So I went and did that for about a year and a half. And that really like opened me up to a lot of like abilities and, and, and skills and stuff that you can incorporate, you know, when you're singing, just to protect your voice, keep yourself going longer, um, be able to hit higher notes, stuff like that. And um, so you so you basically you started writing original music from the break, like you weren't doing like sublime covers or talking heads covers or nothing like that. You just started out writing your own stuff. I would say probably even my freshman year of high school, before I even picked up a guitar, I was right. I had written songs you know i sat down and tried writing a song whether i thought i would sing it or not you know but like i at least had an idea in my head of of uh you know where like like where it could go musically but you know i i didn't really have any like musical chops so it's like i hadn't even i wasn't even sure how it would make it a thing you know but like i said after going out and seeing some like concerts in person you know that that was probably like a real big spark for me of like i'm gonna pick up a guitar and just go Go what con- what concert, man? Like, what concert blew your mind uh, starting out? <laughs> I wouldn't say they blew my mind, but like, I, you know, I like I said, I was in, really into the 90s stuff. I would say Matchbox 20 was one of the first big bands. Ooh. That first album. Um, and then also the Goo Goo Dolls. And I remember seeing both of them in 2006. And uh, like the albums they were touring on, I liked them a lot. And um, it was just cool to be in like a room. They weren't like these crazy big concerts. They were like kind of, uh, I think one was at the Lyric Opera House and one was at DAR in DC. And um, so it wasn't like a huge like arena show or anything, but it was just like a cool atmosphere, like n- like almost like a place you wouldn't think of seeing a rock show. But but yeah, the idea of being on stage and performing for people was, uh, was a big, um, you know, it was a big... It see it was very enticing for me. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So all right. So uh. So you got into it. Are you considering music as a hobby or a career? Like, is it for you? Is this just like something that you said that's in your soul that you got to project, or is this uh, something that you want to take full time and that you want this to be your you know wrap your whole life around kind of thing? I mean, if if that opportunity were to present itself, then yeah, of course I would want to throw myself you know completely into it you know it, it's 
it's not as easy as it seems. Like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of other aspects of it, unfortunately, in, in today's industry that like if someone wanted to pick me up, they'd wanna they'd want they'd wanna see certain things that maybe I'm not as focused on because I, I'm more interested in like writing the songs I wanna write and and like I guess like I don't I don't think about the image side of it as much, you know. Well, but Well look dude, I mean Look, you've written what, like three albums, you have music videos, you're playing live shows, you have a freaking blog on your website. Like obviously you're invested into this uh this uh this trade of ours, you know, as yeah. musicians, you know? I'd even I'd even go as far to say like you're probably doing more than like most of the like local musicians, like the independent musicians that I've met, you know? A lot of them I mean, granted you know, DeNovo's been out of the game for a while, but like, uh, we weren't doing all that. Dude, you you've know? done more than no, me and no, Jay and Tez no. have done in 10 years. You know, yeah. like, that's <laughs> what you did. <laughs> that's what you did. I never had no blog, man. You know, right. No, but we had one music video, but like, my ex made that out of like random camcorder footage and one of our songs, you know? And now like, you make videos professionally. Congratulations, now I make videos. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome for the spark, Jay. You're welcome. Right. Dude. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like, and like, I went through the whole band scene for a few years, like trying to get like a band together. But it's like really hard to get everybody like on the same page. Everyone usually wants something different, you know. And, Wait, and if, so, so who's your band now? Like, is your band now the same band that you always uh, play with, or do you switch it up? I mean, if we're talking about my music, then then no, I, I almost never have the same band. For, for two shows in a row. That's just because everyone's got their own schedules and stuff. I'm lucky to have a large pool of musicians to reach out to that, like, in, like, a week's time, they'll learn an hour's worth of music and come play a show with me. But um, I'm, about to, I'm about to say, man, because these guys have to learn your stuff to play the show, you know? That's, that's yeah, big. which is, like, super flattering. Like, these guys could just be like, nah, I'm good, but they're, they're you know... You how know, long does that... How long does that take, though? Like when you when you like how far out, uh, how far out in advance do you have to book a show in order to make sure that like all of the musicians that you're going to first of all, finding the musicians and then like getting them to learn all like the entire set list? Like how long does that take? I mean, I had uh, a show booked that I just did in um, August here. It was a twenty August 27th. And I want to say two weeks before that show, our bass player had to bail and I was able to get someone else to come in and learn our whole set in a couple weeks time. And wow. he had a whole he had another band that he was playing with that he was learning songs for at the same time, you know, so. Damn. It's definitely like it's definitely like a big ask, but like you know, usually, usually, if like it's someone that I know, like if I know them, I know that like if they say they can do it, they're gonna do it, and they're gonna they're gonna do it well. They're not gonna they're not gonna show up to their practice and be like, so how do I play these songs? They're gonna show up and know how to play the songs, mm -hmm. and we're gonna be able to get through everything and hopefully not be there all night because everyone everyone wants to go home and sleep. <laughs> so, so, yeah, well, I mean, look, it sounds like a session musician, man, like guys that can just kind of jump in and just like rock it like that. Those are, that's a, that's a very special breed of musician. I mean, you know, like, I mean, obviously you're getting with him, rehearsing with him before yeah. the show, you know, and like getting it all straightened out as far as how the set's going to go. But that's, uh, that's, that's big, man. So you really are a solo act and you have a band that plays with you and the band can always rotate, but you uh, you remain the same. You know, that's uh, that's pretty awesome, man. So I, I consider you a solo artist then. 
you know? Pretty much. That's Yeah, that's I mean, the, the journalist called Will, Will Sims. They're not Will Sims and the guys, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when I first... When I first started doing like the live thing, I was like, "Do you guys want like a like a tag like Will Sims and the you know and the blanks or whatever?" But everyone was just like, "Nah, dude, we're good. Like, it's no big deal." Well, I think of it like uh like a lot of the country music I've been listening to. Like, I've been listening to all this outlaw country stuff, and like when it comes to like uh, Coulter Wall and uh, Amigo the Devil and um, Charlie Crockett, like all these really rad guys and it's just them, but they always have a band. Oh, even like, uh, what's the the big dude, uh, Sturgill Simpson? Like Sturgill is Sturgill, man, but he has a band. Like that's his freaking band, you know? They're just like with him. So, uh, so you know, like maybe, uh, maybe you'll get there. You know what I mean? Like maybe someday you'll have dudes that are locked in that are yours and that's like, uh, that's a that's a real thing, man, you know? Yeah, you know, and, and obviously the goal is, you know, I want to be able to pay people for their time and all that stuff. That's like the, the biggest thing with a lot of shows is like trying to get a show where you're going to have money coming in. So, you know, people's time that they put into it is rewarded, you know, but I've tried to try to build that atmosphere of my music. You know, if people are coming in to record on my songs, I pay them for their time. Um, but it's, it's definitely been cool. Like just since, since doing the, the whole solo thing, you know, it just kind of opened up a lot of doors. I don't have to, I don't have to adhere to a strict regimen of, I need to sound like this, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. I can just, if I, if I have a song and I think this person sounds good on it, I'll just call that person and be like, Hey, you want to come play on this song? And I don't have to worry about going through a band lineup of like, Oh, is it okay with you? Oh, is it okay with you? Like, I, yeah, I can yeah. just do what I want and not have to deal with that. And it, I think that it's helped with the songs a lot, you know, cause I don't, it's not like so it's, it, you know, it's, it happens with a lot of bands where you have, you know, a singer or a guitar player and they have like their little side project. It's like, like, yeah, that band could have did those songs, but then you'd be trying to like squeeze that song into the format of that band. And that might not be the best interpretation of the song, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. The money. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. No, I didn't forget. Um, <clears throat> the money thing, like you mentioned earlier, is something that I wondered about. Like you're talking about paying people for their time. Like, are you at the point where like if a venue wants to book you, like can you are you at the point where you can kind of command a price for that? Or are you still working off of like ticket sales and door money? Um, I do both kinds of shows. I mean, I I do ask for money when I'm like trying to get a show, but okay. that usually comes down to if the venue is willing to to pay for that. And I and I'll usually try to do like sorry, like I'll ask for I'll ask for money so I could pay my band and I'll do the show for free just to get my foot in the door at a place to show them like, nice. Hey, I can, I can bring some people. I make, you know, I'm playing good music. I can keep people in the room all night drinking. You know, I'm like, I've, I've, uh, I've built up that, um, confidence in myself over years of playing out. Like, um, even if it's just playing by myself acoustic all night, I'll have people that hang out all night and they'll be like, I really like your voice. Like, you know, I've the biggest compliment I've gotten. It's, it's, it's nice to hear, but you, you know, it's also like a little bit backhanded towards other people as people will say, like, I can, I enjoy listening to you like throughout the night. Like, I don't ever get sick of hearing your voice. 
Like some singers, I think can get you. That's a, like it's yeah, like okay, a, like this guy's a good singer, but like after a while, like you probably probably starts to rub you the wrong way. But, you're no Vince brutal, Neil, brutal is what compliment. you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah you're not Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah, you're not Vince Neil. That's a brutal compliment. Vince, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man. No offense, man. No offense. How often are you playing? Um, I, I definitely do at least three or four gigs a month, if not more. Um, okay. whether they're whether they're me by myself acoustic doing all covers, covers and originals, uh, just originals, and then I have a cover band called Phantasm. We play out at least two or three times a month, um, if not more, and that's okay. pretty much all covers. But we're that's like a really great uh like group of musicians that i've met over the years and we got together and we wanted to start like a real fun party band that plays like fun songs that people can sing and dance to and so what's um, your covers what what kind of covers are you rocking we do we do rock songs from every decade so like you know like we'll do like uh you know journey uh you know don't stop believing uh we've got you know, hungry like the wolf. Yes, um, I love that song. Yes, I mean we had a take on me. That one's a banger. Yes, like, nice. dude. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 uh, yes. We just we just added Rebel Yell, another really great one that I love doing. Um, you know, and then we do like a lot of nineties. Nineties songs are like you know my bread and butter. I love That's doing the shit right now, man. Nineties are back, dude. Genco's yeah. are back. It turns out that we were right the whole goddamn time, yeah. us nineties kids, man. You know, like Shimmer, Semicolon <laughs> Life. I could do those songs all day. Jumper was one, like Jumper was the first song where it was like, we already knew semi-charm life. And I was like, guys, we got to do Jumper. <laughs> and, and everyone was like, but, but we already have a, a third eye blind song. I'm like, we got to do it. And then we did it. And like, every time we do it, everyone goes nuts. And yeah, you gotta do jumper. You gotta yeah, do dude. jumper. Yeah, yeah, dude. You, you just gotta get those guys in the band to understand. Which one is jumper again? What is the, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. You know that one, Tess. Shit, we was rocking that back in yeah, the day. Yeah, you know we I just were. didn't remember the name of it. You know, I don't, I don't remember, remember the name of the songs. Um, Dude, Tez, you probably karaoke that song, man. Like, you probably karaoke did at least once. Probably. Dude. probably. Yeah, dude, for I sure. That's probably. a great song, man. I mean, we tried to do like some other like pop stuff, popier stuff, like uh, Cake by the Ocean was one. Like, it, it's it's interesting. Like, a lot of newer stuff is like, it, it doesn't always go over great, even though you think it might be like a really popular song. Dude, do you know what you should do? Just in case you were wondering what you should do, you should do Ace of Bass. Please do Ace of Bass. Yes. Because uh, every single Ace of Bass song freaking rocks. Like, if you listen to Ace of Bass right now, it, you'll be like, hell yeah, man. Like, I'm telling you, I was listening to them, and they're fucking awesome. You know, like, they, uh, I don't know, man. Just please play some Ace of Bass for me, okay? Please. I'll see if we can work it in, you know. All right, cool. You got, you got cool. any boy band stuff that you do? For the ladies, no, I, I know a couple of other acts that do. They'll they'll do like the boy, the Backstreet Boys, or or like an NSYNC song. Um, I've I've done some stuff acoustic. Like I've I've actually I haven't done the boy band stuff. I've done like Britney Spears acoustic. I actually do a lot of female artists when I play acoustic. I've done Wait, what what Britney Spears song? It's because they're better I than us. Usually do toxic. Yeah. toxic? Acoustic yeah, I'll do toxic. toxic. I got like a bunch of Madonna, different Madonna songs. I'll do. I do some Alanis Morissette. I've done some. Uh, um, what's the one I I always do? Paramore. 
Paramore, dude. I can't do Param- Paramore. She she hits some notes that I yeah. Haley, Haley Williams is a is a tough act to dude, uh, yeah. to cover. Dude, basically you're covering songs with uh, girl singers because women have been doing this better than men for like ever for eternity. <laughs> women have always been better than men uh, at doing everything. Basically, you know. So the other night, the other night I was down with the horse and fells, and I did. Uh, that song "Torn" and like people went oh, nuts, yeah. man. Oh, of think, course, great song. You know, and and like I I got it just in the right key where I can hit all the notes. But yeah, like a bu- like a bunch of old ladies got up and like came up more like dancing in front of the stage. I was like, all right, here I am. I did it. The beautiful <laughs> voice of Will Sims, ladies and gentlemen. Well, all right. So we should listen I, to some of your music, man. Or, well, or, te- got, or te- Tez, some, you got more questions, or, or what do you want? I got do? some more questions. For sure. Uh, yeah, I did, and you just kept going. I, I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. A, uh, have you had any national gigs yet? Yes. Yeah, I've done a couple. I'd say the biggest ones, like the the biggest names, were probably like Puddle of Mud, Ooh. um, Saving Abel, and um, probably like I did. It was it wasn't with Trapped, but it was like the singer Trapped acoustic. Okay, he was doing a bunch of trap right. songs. Um, now, was Puddle of the, Mud was it before the, the single went crazy? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a fluctuating thing. <laughs> <laughs> Once crazy, always it was, crazy. Bro. It was in it was in between the breakdowns. I mean, the, like I have stories about because they were. I did. I did the. Sh- I did a show where I opened for them, and then I also did one where I did lighting for them when they came back to Fishhead. And um. And yeah, both times were great because the first time when I when I opened for them, the singer was like, like when we played, the singer wasn't even like getting off of his plane yet. And then like Ooh. it was getting to the point where like they were supposed to start. And like I'm back with the promoter and he's like, oh, like he's at the airport. He's on his way here now. Like, you know, and then, you know, and then they came on and they basically played like eight songs, like all the all the big hits. And then they just like left and they were done. And then it was like, okay, at least they played the hits. But the next time they came back, right? The next time they came back, it wasn't like a big thing, but like they they went on stage and they started playing, and the next thing you know, it's like three hours later, and they're still playing, and every and like the promoters, like we gotta wrap this up, man. Like we don't want to hear it all. Like like they were just going and going and going and going. We were just like, okay, like. And you were doing the lighting for that one. That was the lighting gig for that one. The Shit, promoter's dude. like one more song, just just do one more, and like we'll call it, you know. But yeah, that, that's exhausting, man. It's a lot of lighting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anybody you want, anybody you just really want to open for? Uh, there's a couple bands, and like uh, outside you know, of Nickelback, of course. I mean, outside obviously, you know, Nickelback. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a lot of bands. I, I think like they just dropped a new album that actually. like large club realm like uh bands like circus survive or uh another band is amberlin and they're i know amberlin they're not yeah. Too, yeah like I, if i like if i open for circus survive i have enough heavy songs that i could probably win over some fans and if i open for amberlin i feel like i'm right up their alley i could pretty much do anything and i would i would probably go over pretty well nice nice i want to talk a little bit uh partially because it's the world that i live in um but also because like not a lot of people do this, but I want to talk about your music videos a little bit because you got I don't remember how many you got a few music videos like yeah, official got music at least videos two or three for each album. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm about to release a whole like live concert thing too. Oh, that's cool. Have the uh, have the music videos like made an impact on like exposure to your music, or is it kind of like? Because I feel like stuff like that is either like the, they'll find you, especially since you post them on YouTube. It's like people will find them on YouTube, and then that exposes them to the music. Or sometimes it can go the other way around. It's like more as like a treat for people who are already a fan of your music. Um, I found that like. It's definitely something that uh, people see it as like, like you're on another level if you're putting out music videos. Like you're, you're like, you're like kind of like the real deal almost to them. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Obviously, you want a good quality video, and I try to get some pretty solid quality quality videos going. I've been lucky that most of the people I work with like have a real good eye for like editing and cinematography and stuff like that. So they've been able to yeah. put some really cool like videos together from different concepts we've had. It's it's not a, if like I would say for like most artists, it's not as like essential as you might think it would be. Like you know the it, it's almost like you'd almost have better luck if you put together like a really good TikTok video and it called on or something like that these yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like strut like shelling out a bunch of money to put together a really cool video or whatever. Cause cause they it, like for most video people, that would be like, you know, that'd be a big expense for like a, a local band, like to, yeah. to put, put that together. So, but, but yeah, it's definitely like a great thing to have when you're uh, pitching your music to people. Like it definitely shows them like, okay, this guy, this guy's serious, he's serious he's got, about what he's doing. Yeah. You know, and like, I try to make sure that each release, like if I'm going to put something out, I'm going to have something ready to, to go along with it. So people can kind of see people can kind of like have something to look at and, and listen to and, you know, try to try to hook them in with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of the virtual press kit. You know, it's kind of like the time that we're uh, living in. Like, I, I can't even tell you how many bands, like, I heard them and I was like, all right, cool, man. They're pretty good. And then, I, like, I'll see them, like, see a video of them. I'm like, oh, man, they're dope. You know, like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, the visuals is a huge, huge part of it. I mean, think back on bands like uh, like Kiss, which is, like, my first concert ever uh, and, uh, like, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time ever in this dimension is Kiss, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, when I... Um one of the big thing, and I know that it's a big thing with Kiss was like their live shows were always like this big, you know, event. Like it was like yeah, a, larger was, than life, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, blood yeah. and blood and fire and all that, all that stuff, man. And like you know, and you transfer that into music videos. You know, you you like the MTV generation and all that. Like you look into it and you see how big of an impact it had. Like that's freaking awesome, man. That uh, that you make videos for for your records because that's it's another form of art in itself right there yeah i mean like i i've always loved movie and filmmaking in general and like sometimes my man. music video is like an opportunity <laughs> like to tell to make like a short film almost you know so and like and the live stuff too though like like i haven't really announced it yet it's gonna i'm gonna uh like shadow drop a, a live album here in a couple weeks um but i have a whole my from the record release for my last album we filmed it and recorded it and I'm releasing that. And, um, you know, I, I put a lot of time and effort into it. I pre-programmed all the lighting in the venue and stuff like that to go along with the show. So the lights are on point. Um, and like, you know, I put together like the set of music that I was like, obviously I showcased the new album, but I was like, here's the best of the best. You know, I got the, I called up all the buds. I was like, 
It's like, dude, I need you to drum at this show because it's going to be the real deal. You know, got got my my homie drumming, got someone playing bass that could lay it down. You know, so where did um, you play it? Where, where was the gig? What venue? This was at the Wrecker. Ah, oh, dude, oh, Wrecker, the Wrecker, man. Yeah, yeah man, they got all yeah. new lighting in there. The the stage was great, and like for me, it was a big deal because like Wrecker Theater was like. Yeah, a big spot for me coming up. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like oh, yeah. when it closed down, it was a you know a bummer because that was like my favorite place to play, and then it reopening was like you know I was like okay thing thing things are looking up here we can we could turn this around. Oh my god, dude, my favorite record memory as a musician not 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 as a uh, as a fan of music but as a musician playing there was uh I played there. Damn, dude, this was like two thousand and. Nine so or eight, eight or something, something like that. It was it was way back, and uh, it was a metal show, and uh, I played there with Olympus, and it was the first show I ever had a wireless unit on my guitar for. So like the leash was off, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I remember, man, like it was this insane metal band I was in, and uh, I remember I had to pee really bad, so I uh, jumped off the stage and ran all the way across the room to the bathroom and took a piss while playing guitar, man. Like, while playing, dude, like, in the middle of the show. What? Yeah, dude. I'm not just now hearing you, about this. You mad, man. Me and Leo, man. And me I know and Leo the, did it. And I yes. know where those bathrooms are at Wrecker. Your, your guitar had to have cut out. That was All the way across. Ah, it was it was delayed. It was like uh, two seconds or something, you know? Like, it was, it was a big <laughs> delay. Your band was, must have been like, what is happening right now? It was a good unit, man. It was a really, it was like a Sennheiser or something, man. Like, it was pretty legit. It wasn't bad. I could keep up, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, man, that place was, uh, I mean, I haven't been there since they reopened, man, but I would love to catch a show at the record, man, for sure. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Man, maybe you can get that uh, opening for Nickelback at the record. That'd be dope. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> God, Tez is harsh with the Nickelback tonight. I think they Tez just dropped a new it. album. I saw, they, I, saw I, yeah. I saw a TikTok of somebody doing something to one of their new songs. I'm just sick of people hating on them. That's all I'm saying. Like, they don't deserve it. They, are, they have been consistent for years. And they're and from Canada, just, all right? They're, 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 they're Canadian, all right? Right? They're Canadian, right? I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what that matters, but... <laughs> Hold on. I'm Googling. <laughs> Google they, it, Jay. Tell me if they're, they're from consistent. Canada or not. I, I got no hatred for them. I don't think everything they've written has been great, but and I could I would definitely say they've written they've at least released a few songs that were like carbon copies of songs that came out before. And like in some cases I was like, whatever, I still like this song. And in some cases I was like, this sounds too much like the other song, but Sure. You know, sure. whatever. I, like I I bet there's some people that out there that would say all Blink one eighty two songs sound the same, but like, you know How dare they? That's not fair. <laughs> How dare you? you? How dare all of you? Dude, the first nickelback record is fire, man. The first nickelback record is so good, dude. Nobody like, said it? anything when How You Remind Me was on the radio. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. all, all the time. All the time, dude. I'd still They rock are it. from Canada, by the way. Yo, they are Canadian. Yo. I knew Come it, man. Now. Canadians, photograph is like man. one of the dopest joints ever. Like photograph actually made you look at photographs. That's how <laughs> dope that song was, bro. That song was fire, man. I don't care what nobody say. That song was I got, fire. I got I'm picturing Tess typing up a Google at, uh, review for photograph. <laughs> yeah, I was down Fells one night and there were some kids out and they asked for Nickelback, so I busted out photograph and they were all singing it See? with me. So I was like, See? all right. See? I was like, there we go. Not too bad. Uh, dude, dude, and they're, they're consistent, man. They are consistent since we were in high school. 
Nickelback yep. has been doing it, and they've been consistent, man. Like consistently fucking terrible is what they've been like the into the That's entire so time you know That's so disrespectful the first record was fire tez it was good it was a really good first record but then the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and whatever records that came out afterwards weren't as good as the first record man like sorry to knock it if you're from quebec listen i'm very very the, very when sorry you make one of the They're when you make Hannah, one of the batman quebec. soundtracks you've made it all right you've <laughs> batman made is it, the key yeah. Let's stir up some real controversy here, okay? You two, love them or hate them? Me? Um, it's kind of hard. It's kind of love. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna it tell you why I hate you two. One of wait, my you, first. Wait, you, wait, you two or Nickelback? You two. Oh, I thought he no, meant us you two. two. Oh, you no, two, oh, the band. You two, the band. Oh, Catch up, bro. Catch Sorry, up, bro. I'm bed. caught up. I'm back. So, party well, up. Um, one of my first taste of a rock band this dude was like heavy into you too and i really didn't know who they were i've heard of them before but i didn't know who they were and like his drive to cover and sound like you too like he just did it so hard that i didn't have a fair chance to like really get into yeah. their music you know what i mean so i, I could feel that they were yeah, like, oh, so, yeah look at all this delay and you're just like dude like there's a reason that they're a big band like yeah, he, yeah, you know. yeah, and no, we're no, playing no, like Fantas and shit. Like, nah, bro. Like, it yeah. just didn't work out, you know. So now, like, when I hear you too, man, I think of that moment. It just, I can't even, I can't even do a song, man. Look, man, I can, I can as... pinpoint the exact moment when I decided I hated you too. <laughs> okay, go, go. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all remember this, but there was a point in time when you two dropped an album. And they struck a deal with Apple that it would come that the song would come the whole album was yes. preloaded on I got it on my phone, man. It was like the eight or the six and or it something. Auto played in my car every time I turned the car on. Yeah. And that was every. it. That was it for okay, me. Before so that, I never really gave him this a uh, second thought. So, so I understand that, but my rebuttal to that argument is do you still use Apple products? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Genius marketing, because, dude. Yeah. Because it's not like you two just like kicked down Apple's door and like yeah. rammed their album down their throat. Like, <laughs> no, Apple, I was just like, as angry at Apple. I actually just <laughs> recently returned to Apple products. So. so, welcome back. Welcome to the dark side, bro. Welcome back, bro. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, that's nope. like the that's the heated debate in in the cover band is why our drummer refuses to do you two. Well, yeah. look, man, it's because of the whole album incident. That As is... a guitar player, look, I listen to a lot of Pink Floyd. I completely understand atmosphere guitars, okay? I get it. You put your delays on and you, all your atmosphere and you build these big landscapes around the songs and stuff. Absolutely, man. I'm a full fan of that. But it's just something about Edge and the way that he plays that guitar. It's just it's just kind of terrible, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, you, you know, and then you put Bono on top of it, you know, where the streets have no names. It's just like, man, it's a it's like what I don't like about metal is you too. Basically, you know, like I'm too punk. I'm way 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 too punk for you too. Well, you know, you, I knew that I knew that I would hit a chord here with this one and <laughs> Yeah. I was going to nerve with with the musicians. You you know. I would fight. Uh, I would fight Edge, bro. I would totally. Yeah, fight we got Edge. into a, yeah. we got into this <laughs> right about like uh, who the biggest band in the world is right now, and we were talking about like relevant in terms of like like how big they're touring and their relevancy, and you know, and 
and the the two biggest ones we could come up with were U2 and Metallica. Yeah, dude, Metallica, sure. like like dude, I've seen I've seen Metallica a bunch of times, and like the first like three Metallica records, I rock the crap out of the th- the first three, of course, you know. But uh, yeah, they lost me after a while too. Same yeah, kind of like, story. Yeah. Same kind of story with Metallica. Yeah. There was this yeah. dude, that one, one of the snare drummers in high school marching band. This dude, like, this dude bought the books, all right? <laughs> I was like, yo, get the fuck out of here. This dude bought the Metallica books to play along with their songs, like the drum books. And I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I've never... <laughs> I, just, I just remember, like... High school drum books, you say? Drum high books. School, high school. Just to fresh- be like, dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> I'm gonna My I'm bad. gonna say something super controversial here, but like, I honestly don't think Lars Ulrich is like that great of a drummer. Like he, no, he's he, not, can, he's he not. can bang. No, fuck that. He Lars can, can bang, dude. He built his entire career off of being able to hit the cymbal on the offbeat. He's no Neil Peart. That's his claim to fame. Like that that and double bass. Like, Look, man, yeah. there's a lot of musicians out there that made it by when they had huge hills to overcome. Like, let's just talk about like Billy Corgan here, man. Like that guy <laughs> got huge and he still sings the way he does. Like, <laughs> like you got to say, man, like regardless of whether you like him or not, you got to respect the game, you know? Dude, I Corgan the has, game. Dude, I'm just saying. Yeah, but Corgan has a sick guitar tone. He's a fuzz wizard, man. He's a fuzz thing, wizard, that guy. I think man. it's easy to forget sometimes, you know, like obviously like, you know, like whether it's U2 or Metallica, like, you know, th- these guys got together and started playing music. They probably didn't know they were going to be this huge band. And then next thing you know, it's like. It's like maybe you're not the best drummer in the world, but you gotta yeah. like you know you still gotta you still gotta, gotta put drums on a Metallica album. And, you gotta own up to it, man. You gotta <laughs> do the job, man. You, know, yeah. you can't let any, you can't let everyone down, you know. Yeah, just like yeah. just like you too. I, I I love you too, by the way, and I have like the uh, like the the like whole like autobiography that I read. <laughs> oh man, the story of their life is. Oh man! Yeah, like, and then next thing you know, we put out this album, and it became huge. And like, okay, now we're touring the world, like, you know. But wait, what's the record? What, what's the what's the big record again with it? Jo- uh, Joshua Tree? What was it? Yeah, Joshua Tree was like probably their biggest breakthrough. That yeah, was- that's a great record, man. That's yeah. an amazing record right there, man. Sure, yeah. I then, take it for it. And then they were like, all right, well, well let's. Let's go the other way. Let's make like a really weird record. And then they made Akhtong Baby. And then that was a huge record. And then they were like, let's get really weird. And they made Pop. And everyone was like, all right, you're getting too weird, guys. Like, you got to calm down. Like, yeah. Absolutely, man. Go <laughs> go Radiohead. Don't go the other side, man. Go the Radiohead way, man, for sure. Hold on. Sure. Rosie said, Rosie said uh, With or Without You is an amazing song. Oh yeah, we didn't even uh, in the background, everybody, we got, we got our brand new social media manager. <laughs> Rosie. Rosie, are you still there? Rosie, are she you is. there? She's in the chat. She's yeah, been, she's been blowing up the chat. Oh, shit. I do have the chat. Hold on. She let's told you to open chat. your chat, bro. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, hold, hold on. on. Let, hold let's... on. I want to. I want to. I want to. Hold on. I want to. I want to. Before we get to uh, Will, man, I will say, bro, your uh, your production on your, your your music, man, is amazing. Well, yeah, that's what that's what I was about to to get to. We actually Uh-oh. have a song that we're gonna listen to and then discuss the music. Okay, all right, yeah, um, all right. I'll shut up. Yeah, Go ahead, because yes, but we we do have a song that we're gonna listen to. I got it all loaded up, so I can just press a button. Um, so this this song, uh, where only we exist. This is off your newest album, right? 
yes. Myers. You want to tell us a little bit about the song before we play it? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's always funny talking about a song that you've written because it's like, like in a lot of ways, you don't know what it's about, but in like you also could like specifically say it's about like a certain thing, you know. And with this song, like it was, uh, you know, I had the mu- I had this music, and I wrote, I wrote the lyrics to the music, and it was all just like this feeling of, um, just like, just in in general, like, <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. I'm thinking of the whole time. Just like in, in your everyday life, like we have all these distractions, you know, and like uh, social media, you like just work, just trying to, just trying to stay alive out here. And like sometimes it like keeps you from having the thing you want or being with who you want. And like it, it, the idea of where only we exist is like if like you just wish that all those things could just go away and you could just be with that person you want to be with or or like, you know, uh, be in that be in whatever the moment is that you want to be in. And that that was kind of the idea behind the song. Nice. Locked in. I get it. Nice. I get it. All right, so Jay, play that gonna, shit. Yeah, Dude, we're gonna go play it. Man, this is uh, "Where Only We Exist" by Will Sims.
definitely appreciate on that man is you let that bass man work that bass was going to work yeah that's yeah, a good song that man. one is is really cool and and uh and then also uh the the drumming on it is also just really cool like i brought in uh my boy jeff jeff gardner he's he's drummed with me on a lot of stuff and he was just really feeling like the like change in the beat like throughout the verse like so wait those are live drums or automated drums those are live drums yeah Man, yeah, you hear that double bass kick in? in, in. I did. I, I I was trying to figure out the whole time whether it was live or automated. I, I kept going back and forth. I was like, ah, he my plugged this said, in. Yeah, my man said it he thought be, this was over. Nope. Triggers here and here, but but you know he came in and played that. Oh, he killed that. Yeah, y'all killed that. That's 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 a clean song, man. It sounds, it man. Your production sounds wonderful, man. Thank you so much. Wonderful. All Are you three, in on all it? Three Are you albums. lucky? Because like uh, uh, Chris Dopkin, who helped me produce this record, he he did a lot of a lot of the playing on it. He did he did the bass guitar on it and and a lot of a lot of the guitars. And then you know I would come in and and lay down like some other layers and stuff. Um, that if I was like hearing an idea or, or something like that, but um, yeah, like on this song in particular, yeah, he I, I want to say we he we had like a version without the drums and then after after we had the drums in he went in and did the bass and and really like locked that in but also like all the cool like effects throughout the song the weird like stereo effects and stuff that he's got going on just the sounds and and stuff like that that was all him it works man especially like this the i want to say i'm the drummer so i could be wrong in the placement that i'm about to say but i want to say it was the chorus where you know, you do the dun 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 dun, and then it cuts, and it's just you singing, and then he comes back in with the build up, then it cuts, and you singing. Like it, it, it works in the midst of you know, and then towards the end, you go into the the little metal licks with the double bass and stuff like that. I mean, it all comes together quite nice, man. That's a that's a that's a nice song, man. That's a real nice song. Yeah, one of the yes. things I appreciate about songwriting is like like 
uh, I, I always think like, okay, we've done three choruses now. Like, how do we make this last one like really hit home? You know? Yeah. What, yeah. Can, we, what can we do to it? What can we add to it? Like to really give it like that finality and that that payoff of of listening to the whole song, you know? And then you got to make it all tie in together so one part doesn't sound too outrageous or more, you know, more than the other part of the song or whatever, man. But y'all made that, y'all made that work. Y'all made that work. Yeah. Kudos, man. That's a good song, bro. Thank you so much. Dude. Oh, wait, wait, Jay, what what do you got? What do you got, Jay? What's I mean, I was just going to say, like, one thing that I, like, it, it, I mean, like Ted said, the production quality is amazing. Like, across all three of your albums, like, I, I went through and I listened to all of them, and, like, the production quality on all of them is is amazing. But, like, one thing that I noticed is, like, each one of your albums is, like, they have, like, distinctly different sounds you know like your your first album actually has a lot of different sounds in it like it almost sounds like that was kind of like your experimentation album like you were still kind of trying to find your almost like you were still trying to find like what your sound was and like as they've gone on like my heiress is a lot like heavier and darker than um may never be forgotten and like does it, it is that like on purpose like it is it like you go in you're like okay i want this album to sound like this or is it just like you feel like you're kind of settling into the sound that you want over time there's like a general like uh like game plan of um in terms of when well for the first album no there wasn't really much of a plan i actually was doing some different recording sessions with sheffield for for a lot of the songs on the first album and it was just kind of like a chance to record these ideas i had at the time i was still in a band and i was like these songs aren't going to work with the band so I'll, I'll record them and maybe i'll do something with them later so that the, the first album definitely had that that kind of like it's a little bit all over the place. Um, and then uh, Love Sick and My Heiress were recorded basically at the same time. I had, you know, it's 14 songs between the both of them. And it was very clear that there was like like one group of songs that was turning out one way and another group of songs that were turning out a different way. And like it was it was like, OK, like. Uh, there was uh, a lot of songs that were very like relationship focused and they all kind of had like that alternative rock type feel and right. that became lovesick. And then there was a lot of songs that were heavier or just like uh, they just had that kind of energy and that groove. And those all kind of became my eras. And, uh, and it just worked out that it split pretty evenly down the middle. Nice. Nice. Do you um, so like I know on your website, you it says that like most of what you write about is about like relationships and just kind of like this struggles that you deal with in life and, and stuff like that. But like when you sit down, well, first of all, like, do you write your songs before going into the studio or do you like write them while you're in the studio? Um, I usually have, um, I usually, if I go into a studio, I have at least a framework in terms of like, uh, a lyrical structure um, and a musical element, whether it's like uh, a beat or a rhythm that I want to go with, or like just, just a like, you know, most of the time I sit down with an acoustic guitar and I work out chords, but, but I've, I've also done the other way where I'm giving music and I'll sit there and listen to it and try to create 
a theme, a thematic element of, from a, of a song based on what I'm hearing. But for a lot of my stuff, like I could, I've, I've generated songs a lot of different ways where I'll like, I'll just be, you know, walking around one day and the next thing you know, I've got this like great and, and like vocal melody that I'm just like, all right, I could build something around this. And then I got to go and figure out like how, how I want it to sound, you know, uh, or the sound that's going to go with it, you know, and, and sometimes I'll just, I'll, I'll lay down, I'll put together like a, like a, a drum track or something, or like, you know, a basic, like, you know, some bass notes and something and then I'll, then I'll bring it to Tony Corelli, who, who's like one of the main guys I work with or, or like what I did with Chris, which is, I brought him a whole, a whole different range of ideas. And then we'll kind of like build it together. And a lot of times, a lot of times it's those like collaborations that usually, usually there's a piece of it that I'm missing. And when they hear it, they'll go, Oh, you know what? Like, and they'll start bringing in those elements. And if I don't like something, I can say, that's not really what I want, but, um, most of the time they kind of get what I'm going for. Um, but it's always interesting. Like, like sometimes like my song, sometimes to me, it's this acoustic kind of driven rock song. And when I brought it in and, and played it for Chris, you know, I, I played it the way and I was like, certain like this is what it's going to be but when you listen to what's on the album it's like this groovy rock track that like doesn't even have any acoustic guitar on it and like i was not expecting that at all but yeah. you know it was like a pleasant surprise when uh when i heard how it came out nice so it's just it's just like the interpretation of it is really intriguing from one person to the next that's, and that's cool. kind of like what's fun about it if i have an idea a lot of times i go you know who would sound great on this and and most of the time whoever it is is game for coming in and, and coming on throwing some ideas at it yeah yeah you're you next what you got what you got pepper so the track that we heard <clears throat> i get a michael stipe vibe dude i get a rem vibe from the verse Okay. Like when you when you go into the chorus, you go into more of like a uh, like a seether, not seether, man. What's the band I'm thinking of? There's like some some band that that really like 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 some like that '90s hit band is oh Bush. I was thinking okay. of Bush, dude. Totally like the choruses yeah, and the end sound it. and all yeah. that. Like the yeah. way it rolled through. I got a serious Bush. Vibe. Yeah, I want to know who your top five favorite artists, bands, whatever. Who are they? Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, uh, okay, Tez, wait. I'm with you on that. Because but... I want to I want to I want to know if his sound, you know, if the sound I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, well, but look, man, I got this lightning round, right? Like y'all want me to start doing this lightning round thing, right? So, uh, before you ask that like what I'm trying to say is one of my lightning round questions is it might answer it sort of, you know what I mean? So, we'll, we'll get to that question in a second then. I do have one question though, and it's like probably the hardest question that like any musician has to answer because like, you know, as musicians, our songs are our babies, you know. But like, do you have like a favorite song that you've written, oh. or if you don't, do you have a favorite song to play live, or do you have both? Usually, both that's like too. a thing that fluctuates because like it's so easy to write a song and be like, "Haha, my masterpiece." And then, like, three months later, you write another song, and you're like, ha-ha, masterpiece. <laughs> like, and, like... The curse of De Novo. 
Right. Yeah. And like when Always, I was in, <laughs> when I was in, you know, my first band, I thought we were great. And, you know, like you, you think like, oh, dude, I can't believe I wrote this song. Like people are going to love this song. And then, you know, and I've, I've watched back videos and been like, man, we were out of tune. We weren't in time. <laughs> I'm not singing in key. Like, but like, you, you know, the idea of the songs there, you know, like, uh, and a lot, of, I would say a lot of the songs on these records came from like earlier bands but i like reworked them into like a new idea because i really liked the uh, like i really liked the feeling and the vibe of, that the song had but like uh, i know what you mean dude i know what you mean yeah, yeah but, <laughs> party on it's it's really easy to like uh I, I know a lot of musicians that feel that way like whatever they wrote yesterday is old and now they want to write something newer and better and it's like uh it's a lot a lot of that was the real hard thing about with bands sometimes is like sometimes people are like oh, i don't like that song it's like well people real other when people listen to that song they love it like that's like the thing sometimes the song you think is the worst is the one that everyone loves you know and yep. and <laughs> I, I would say that like uh i'm definitely not one of those guys that like can't listen to my own music like I'll, there's times where i'll just be like you know what i just want to put on my music today and like listen to it and like like a lot of times what i'm doing is i'm trying to like think like all right what else can i do like what's the next step uh so like on this record um where only we exist is one of my favorite songs like it's it's from from like its first version to what it's become has been uh like quite an evolution and like anytime i sing that song like i i just feel it and that's why I picked it for this. Like it was, uh, it's definitely my favorite song on this record. Um, when, and, and then there's stuff that I'm working on now that I think is going to like blow people's socks off when I put it out, you know? And then there's stuff like, uh, that are, that's going to be on this live album that I think is really cool. Just the, like, like I really like the studio recording, but the live versions of them, I think turned out really great. And I can't wait for people to hear them. It's energy, man. Something about the live, uh, li the, the live instrument uh, energy. It's no matter what you do in a studio, it's not going to create it. Yeah, that, that's part of the magic of it. You know, I mean, if you're lucky, you like whatever studio you're in, you'll have that room, and you'll just like have a knack for that room for that day. And maybe everything you put out of that room is gold. You know, but it's still only for that day. You know, so it's it's uh it's deep. It's deep thinking when it comes to the studio stuff, you know. The other cool yeah. thing too about especially just in today's like realm of putting your music out there is like, you know, yeah, I could pick a song that I think is gonna be like a great pop song, but I could also just be like, This is my favorite song and I want everyone to hear it and you put it out there and and you can push it hard, you know, in marketing and stuff, and it's going to find an audience, you know, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a cool thing, I think. Like, it's not always about, like, like what you think is going to go over well so much as what you're really passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, take a quick break from talking about being a musician and introduce a brand new segment to the show <laughs> where we talk about nonsense, courtesy of Dan. Oh, called shoot. Ah, uh, the drum roll. The lightning round. The lightning round. We gotta work on that. We gotta work on that. We gotta work on that. <laughs> what are you wanting? The delivery no, was amazing. We gotta, we gotta work on that. It, it was. Jay's, no Jay's editing part, necessary. Bro. Jay's part was. Jay's part was awesome. The the drum roll. I need more to that. 
What do you mean? Don't you need be more mixing the drum roll, man. It's podcast, man. It's a, this, this isn't a symphony, all right. I'll bring, I'll the, bring the levels the up in post. We need a beatbox. Need a beatbox right there. That's what we need. We need, we need, beatbox. We need, we need thunder. Closest thing I have to a beatbox is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait. There's your beatbox test. <laughs> oh man, dance, lightning, lightning. All right, Dan, explain the lightning round. <laughs> explain, explain the lightning round. All right, so uh, welcome to lightning round, everybody. Uh, this is a new segment on the show. It's where I uh, come up with stuff uh, kind of off the top of my head that I just uh, recently have been thinking of and uh, ask our uh, awesome guest uh, what they think of these uh, questions. So uh, here we go. Uh, let's start. All right. So, Will, uh, think about this stuff uh, quick. Don't overthink it, man. It just is what it is. Quick quick questions, quick answers. Uh, kind of. Favorite comic book supervillain and why? Oh, supervillain. I always liked Magneto because, like, even though, even though, like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. He went through some shit when he was a kid, and now, like, he's seeing this whole... He went through the Holocaust when he was a kid, and now he's an adult, and he's seeing it happen again with mutants, and he's like, I'm not going to let this happen again. Like, he's trying to stop this war against, you know, his race, basically. Okay, and, uh, cool. So I always, I always sympathized with him a lot. Okay, here's the big one. This is why I cut you off earlier, Tez, my bad. Your music, Mount Rushmore. I stole this from another podcast. So you pick four faces for your Mount Rushmore of music. Whose faces do you put there? Oof. That's tough because like some bands, I would say like the Eagles, like there's enough people in the Eagles to make it <laughs> Mount Rushmore. If you did an Eagles Mount Rushmore, like that's the most vicious answer I've ever heard, dude. Yeah. It's just like, boom, like, like crap, who do I pick from the Eagles without like, a, you know, <laughs> but, uh, like, um, I would say like Rob Thomas was big. Uh, okay. um, and, and Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. The, those two were big growing up, and then it would it would probably be Bono as as much as I'm it pains you all to hear. <laughs> oh shit! This dude has a wicked Rushmore, man. Right. Bono's on his Rushmore. Good, yeah. good, good, man. You and got one more, him, one more. I would probably have to say um, Trent Reznor. Hey. Oh, nice, awesome last pick, man. Yeah, that. He he to me is like the epitome of like just just doing it all. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Like, 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 did anybody watch the, because uh, they got inducted into the Hall of Fame, but they didn't have a ceremony. So they just did like a, uh, like a Zoom call with everyone. And they were just talking about uh, Alon Rubin, who's like their current drummer and how like he joined the band. And they were like, he was like, can you play cello? And he was like, not yet. And then he like, he was like, well, got him like cello lessons so he could play cello on one song. It's just like, you know, you just put together an awesome group of musicians and then you just put together a crazy show. That to me is just the best. That's pretty cool. It's crazy, man. That's, That's pretty awesome. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, the rest of, okay, here you go. Uh, what's your guilty music pleasure? You too. <laughs> you can say Nickelback if you want, man. It's all right. We've been talking about him the whole goddamn show. So say whatever you got to say, you know. I just think about like... Uh, don't don't Honestly, bring that back. Probably Jay. more like something along the lines of like Taylor Swift or <laughs> yes. Like, like the thing is, like when I like my first thoughts are like like I love Justin Timberlake, but that's almost like everyone respects JT, you know? Yeah, man, that's like, not a guilty think, pleasure, man. And then I think like Prince, and it's like no, everyone loves Prince. Yeah, no it's way. Like, that like, doesn't count. Okay, Taylor Swift, like you know, at least there's people out there that are like cool. 
wouldn't Good. expect me to be into that, you know. All, but. Right. All right, next question. Uh, what's your least favorite fruit? It's a tough one. I know. <laughs> I just feel like I, there's a fruit that I just don't know the name of that I've tried and hated, but like dragon fruit or something, something like that, where it's like got like a lot of seeds in it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, where it's like people. I mean, that could be kiwi or watermelon. Who yeah, knows? Pomegranate, yeah. A pomegranate. <laughs> I mean, like I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like eating apples because it's just like I think that that's like a bad, like, like if you slice up an apple, it's different. But like just eating an apple, like I feel like that's really bad for your teeth. Like trying to chew into an apple, <laughs> that shit's like <laughs> hard as fuck. Okay, perfect. Next question. Uh, uh, tell me your uh, perfect cup of coffee. Ooh, this is an important question, by the way. Yeah, this is big. This is a personality you, question. Man, I, I went to Florida recently, and we had this house for work, and uh, I bought a big thing of Folgers. And uh, I was, uh, the, let me tell you, the best part of waking up. Um, <laughs> you know, a couple creams and some Splenda, and I'm I'm set. Folgers instant man, that's your pick. That's your uh, that's your favorite. I mean, I'm not say instant. He did not say instant. Not instant. Oh, the beans. Yeah, just like uh, whatever the ground stuff is, you throw it in a yeah, ground it, ground it. Instant's the stuff you stir into the water. Yeah, it's not the same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, instant stir. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coffee grounds. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be disrespectful, (laughs) bro. I am I am such a coffee snob. Like, it's bad, dude. Like the thing is, like I obviously like you're mixing in stuff to like you know make it more tolerable in a lot of ways Not i don't me. think i've ever had like a lot of coffee that i could drink black but i have had like some cold brews that aren't terrible like just yeah just cold brews are, well it's because they're brewed cold the thing is is like heat is what makes coffee bitter yeah. so like what you got so i do i do pour over like i got the chemex carafe thing it like nice. making coffee in the morning for me is a 20 minute long process <laughs> here he comes grind, jay's got the three different coffee machines going I at grind, the same no just time. one minute it's not even a machine i got Why an electric get kettle in the case behind you like just no, like, no. show them off <laughs> yeah i probably should but no dude what you gotta do what you gotta do is like in order to drink black coffee where it doesn't taste bitter this only works with pour over, but you put the beans in, right? And you do a little bit of water over it and you set a timer for one minute. And during that one minute, all of the uh, all of the gases and the nitrous oxide release from the coffee. And then you pour the rest of the water in and then you don't have bitter coffee. You also have to pour boiling water into the pot before <laughs> it brews because uh, because if the pot's already hot, it uh, yeah it it's it's a process. Yo, I'm over here talking about Insta, bro, where you put the nah. coffee in the cup, <laughs> Dude, put the water on top, and stir this shit up. I and have put a, like some sugar in it or something so it doesn't taste terrible. I have and a that's subscription. That's what you slug, you know, like I have a subscription to Trade Coffee. Every like every month, I get two bags of like locally roasted whole beans. Nice that that I grind, and it's like it, it's it's amazing. It's a hard trade, bro. What is that? The, Jay's in the coffee game, you know. I am. Uh, that's that, that's a gorilla game, right it, there. I um yeah I'm I'm, I'm I can appreciate I'm, it. I just like I, I just don't want to feel like if I came over to your house and you gave me a cup of coffee and I asked for cream, you'd be like, no, nah, not everybody no, can drink black coffee. coffee. Which which How I understand. All right, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 Will. I got mm-hmm. one more, man. I got one more in my lightning round. Then you're done, man. And this one isn't even a question. It just uh, all I typed in was Darth Vader. <laughs> so yes yeah Darth Vader yeah yes he was the dude when I was a kid cool 
I wish I like I wish I wish I didn't like just grow up with that knowledge that I knew Darth Vader was Luke's dad. Like I just feel like I always knew that. Right. Like I wish I could go back to a time when uh when you didn't know. I were like I like realized it. Well, I mean you got to you got to think like at, at our age, right? Like most of us knew Darth Vader was Luke's dad before we ever actually saw Star Wars. Yeah, I was yeah. born the same year as uh, the last one, uh, Return of the Jedi or whatever was '83. Uh, that was that, yeah. that was my year, man. Yeah, so we're Star Wars generation for sure. Hey, you're a little younger. You're, uh, you're a little further <laughs> a little down. Younger. You know, yeah, a couple <laughs> years more. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was, dude. Come on now. Wait, Don't, Tez, did you see out, Star Wars in theaters? Any of them? Back in the day. Even Jedi. Yeah. No, because uh, where, I, where, came I come out, from, you... where I come from, we didn't have a movie theater. <laughs> but when I <laughs> so didn't from like the forest is what you mean. Is, uh, you, you come from a forest is where you're uh, going with it, man. Dude saw Deliverance, but not yeah. like the movie. He like lived that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh there weren't any movie in theaters in chicago <laughs> <laughs> no there wasn't chicago in Cairo, where i was born there was no movie theaters there was like literally like we had a we had a dairy queen but we had a dairy queen that you didn't drive up to it it was the joint old school joint where you walked up to the window and the only oh, ice shit. cream they was doing was banana splits and the joint where you blizzards the, man Blizz- dip the the cone upside down in the chocolate. Oh and yeah, pull it that's up. the best. They that's the one those. I always would get. For and sure, we had yeah, for sure. we had a uh, our grocery store was a Piggly Wiggly. Um, Damn, we had dude. we had the original the original Sonic where they used to roller skate up yeah. to your joint. Yeah, yeah, that's what we had. That's I all. Like and, were, I feel like they were doing that like four years ago at this some of the Sonics around here, and then like. <laughs> Ever, like after COVID, everyone's just like, I'm just walking, man. I'm not. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Bro, I saw, um, Too many uh, germs uh, on those goddamn roller skates. Too many up germs. Upgraded. I saw somebody wipe out on rollerblades. I was like, hang it Oops. up, champ. Hang it up. <laughs> hang also, it up, champ. I also kind of imagine it's like the grossest roller skate. Like like when you go up to the thing at <laughs> the roller skate rink and they, oh, they yeah, lose. But at least they like spray them with something yeah. to kill yeah. on yeah. site. Yeah. On they, they site, even, dude. They don't yeah. even have that at Sonic. It's like literally just a closet, and like it's just festering in there. First come, first serve. <laughs> you got two different sizes. You get an eight and a ten. Right. But you make it work. <laughs> Whoever has to go get like they play rock paper scissors for who has to go get uh, them out of the closet. You open oh the door my god! And, like a waft of horrible air just hits you in the face. <laughs> All right, Will, you survived the lightning round, bro. Round of applause, yeah. Jay. Uh, hit round the button, applause. all right? Hold hit on. the button. I'm in the chat. I'm in the chat. You you start clapping without me. How about that? There, yeah. there, there. there, we, there we go. go. There we Finally. go. Finally. Sorry. I was Congratulations, in the chat. Will. Mazel tov. You survived the first lightning round, man. So, yeah, yeah. Man. cheers. Cheers well, to you. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> all right so i think the i want to know and this might be the most important question of the night mm-hmm. where do you see yourself give me the next five years and the next 10 years uh i think in five years i'd like to have like a nice catalog of music out um my big my big goal in the foreseeable future is to like start getting my songs placed 
in like TV shows or ads or something like that, like trying to get them and, and try to bring some money back in. And then hopefully in like 10 years time, I'll have like enough of a following that I could do like a legit tour and like be able okay. to go on the road for a couple weeks and play play to people that want to see me. Good goal. That's beautiful, man. That's a, that, that's an awesome. You said goal, that was dude. five. What about ten? Well, that was that was the that's ten. ten. Oh, that was both. Okay, 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 okay. Like I'm look at things now. Like I've you know I'm in a house. I'm probably gonna keep this house. You know, and like I got um you know, a really good job that's gonna like you know I, lets me travel. I make good money. I get to do a lot of cool stuff. There you go. Um, like it would, it would take a really big opportunity for me to like walk away from a lot of that. And, and like, a, and like, obviously I'm hopeful, but I like, I try not to get all wrapped up in like uh, any sort of like uh, delusions of grandeur, you know? Dude, it's <laughs> gotcha. a, it, yeah, dude, it's a, it's a crazy thing when uh, your uh, real life is cooler than your uh, rock star life, you know, like when you like, don't want to leave your family and like your, uh, you know, all your, all your cool stuff you got going on to go on the road anymore it's like man you know <laughs> you know what i mean like that's a real thing dude i feel that all the time man like i don't want i don't want to go out for three months dude like three months is awesome around here you know so so it's uh it's 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 real man i feel that yeah, yeah you know sure. uh, i think that i think that like i'm in a really good place right now like it's easy to it's easy to get bummed out about certain things that you have or don't have and and like but I'm lucky that I've, you know, I've got family that are close and uh, and like a good place to stay, a lot of great amenities, a good good job that appreciates what I do, and uh, and the bit and the fle the flexibility to go out and play when I want to and and when I plan stuff, you know. Like I I still know bands to this day where it's like like where's the bass player? We're doing sound check. Oh, he's on his way from work. Like you didn't couldn't get off work for your big show. Like come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it, which was us like the, forever, the, by the I way. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> you know, that, 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 you know, that was me. That was all me. There was money to be made, man. Like, I got to make the money to, to pay for the guitar strings or whatever. So, like, you know, like, I got to make the money. You know? It was funny. One, a good, one of my, one of my favorite record theater memories is I, I got booked. Uh, a friend of mine was booking a show at the record and she asked me to come play acoustic. So, you know, I showed up, you know, went up, played a set. No big deal. It was fun. There were some people there. And then I walk off stage. Next band goes up. They're getting ready to play. Well, I like walk up to say like, oh, you know, like, like, you know, just talk to my friend. And she's like, do you want to play another set? And I was like, like, yeah, why? She's like, well, this like the singer of this band is like still on his way. And like, he's not going to be here till like after their set starts. So like, I'm just they're not playing, you know, so I like had to run at back outside to get my guitar and come back in to do another set. And, um, and that's, uh, that was, that was just like this crazy moment. Like, Oh, I get to play two sets at the record, you know, the record. But it, it was just hilarious to me that like the guy couldn't make it to his own show, you know, <laughs> dude, man, I mean, we've we seen were, it before. Though. It's, it's... It. They were like, they're like, what do you mean we can't play? It's like, well, you don't have a singer. Like, you're not just going to, we're not just going to wait around for you. Like, you know, the, yeah, it was funny. I remember the phase that me and Tez were in when we were in, we had been in bands for long enough that we decided to be the band that was showing up late to all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> it was a band called The Banished. And uh, we didn't last long, but we went hard when we were there, you know? Well, yeah. And uh, we would show up late everywhere. Ram's no, head. Technically, 
technically we weren't late because we were the first band, so we were the last band to sound check. Yeah, but that's a small. So we were like to the point where we were opening up for national bands, right? So we're like playing at like seven, you know, or, or something like that. So like we would just show up like right before seven and set up and go. And uh, but we be we, still dude, we were that band that just showed up. But we did happen also to go out on stage and just completely destroy the place. So that helped. You know, like the ability helped for sure. But uh, we were that band for a little bit, Will. And we apologize for that, man. It's me more opportunities, but, yeah. you know, like the the thing is like, you know, like, I, like it, it's almost less the like, like, I don't care if like a band does it. It's more like the people running the show just don't. It's when they don't give a crap that you're just like, why or like, why did I even do this? Like, it's clear the person running the show doesn't care. Dude, the politics really got in the way, man. And that yeah. is kind of yeah. what bummed me out about like, I finally made it to open up for national bands at like big uh, venues. And like, it just sucked. Like kind of once I got there, I was like, man, like no one cares about anything, you know? So why should I, you know, like uh, I'm just supposed to bring out local fans to, 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 be there for this show um which is cool but i don't know like i think the system itself uh it needs to be focused more on the art form and about booking the shows correctly and about like really like dialing in like uh a uh a feeling of a show you know and like what it should feel like to go there right and I, if you focus on that i think you you're really in line to make some some amazing nights for a lot of people you know so yeah like there's there's been plenty of shows where like the all the bands have been great and let's like it's like really cool to be included in like such a lineup but then like there's certain aspects of like people running the show like just letting letting people do what they want or letting people you know letting bands just come in and play and then leave and and or coming and play like when they didn't sell they didn't sell their share of tickets or whatever like stuff like that where it's like okay well you know I busted my ass for this and and like it just feels like like there's no like I'm not getting anything beneficial out of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, dude, dude, where I feel like, like, like this, this far amount in the game, I feel like uh, I'm only gonna do it if it's cool. If it's right. not cool, I'm just not gonna do it, you know. So, so that goes to shows and everything else. Like, if it's if it feels right, then absolutely, let's uh, let's go for it. But if it doesn't, then like, eh, you know. Well, but you gotta like, go through your shit ton of, of wrong ones or or ones that don't feel good, ones that you just take just to take, or you know, you gotta have them kind of shows to to just build your 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 morale, your stamina for shows. Period. Because even yeah, in yeah, the we, shitty yeah, shows, but even in the shitty shows, you still grabbed one or two people that was feeling you and digging you and stuck by you because you played the shitty shows and. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and sometimes people, the shitty shows are what people live for. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, That's true. There's, there's like some venues that are around there, like super small, super like intimate. And like, all you need is like 10 or 12 people that are just really into it to have like a yeah. really great time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I know that like, I like what I'd like to do is like start putting together more of my own shows. Like, um, like I said, I've been, I've been kind of hitting up different breweries and stuff like that and trying to like make, make some connections with people that, that might be up for, cause like I can run all my own sound and lighting and stuff. Like I just, I just need a space that's open to doing the shows and then I can put together like my own lineup. And then, you know, you get a night of great music and, and you feel like you're in control of everything and it's, you don't have to worry yeah. about 
Yep. Like, uh, you know, is someone else going to handle their shit or, or do I like, you know, yeah, um, yep. that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I've been looking at in the future. Like I don't have too many other shows booked right now for the solo, uh, band, but that's, that's what I'd like to do is, is start putting together some more of my own stuff and kind of like partnering with local entities and, and kind of doing some more stuff. That's like residencies, man, residencies. Yeah. Residencies are cool, yeah. but just like also like I want to give other, I like, like, don't get me wrong. I'll play for three or four hours. No problem. But like I like the idea of like I'd love to get like a band that's on that's from out of town to come in and give them an opportunity to play for people, you know, or just get like another local band that I love and do a show with them. And like those to me are like my favorite shows. Like it's like two or three bands. We all we all respect each other and, and love each other's yep. music and we're just yep. hanging out all night playing music, you know. Yeah. The ten yeah. roars, man. The ten roars, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to check us out because that's <laughs> that's totally it man you've got three albums out you you've been working hard for for a while at, at building this thing like if you had to go back and talk to your younger self who was like just starting out music or like what's your what's your biggest piece of advice like for your younger self or for like people who are looking to do what you're doing now? Um, I would say have more, um, have more confidence in myself just because like, I've like, even, even to this point, like there's certain elements of things that I do that I'm not like, like, I don't think like I'm a amazing guitar player or anything, but the, the, then there's times where I'm like, no, I can hold my own if I need to, you know? And, and I'm, I'm with that way on a lot of instruments. Like I could sit behind a kit and play if I needed to, you know, I can, I can write some really cool stuff on piano. Like, like I wish, I wish that like, I wasn't dependent on other people telling me that I was on the right path so much as like, feeling feeling better about myself and what i was doing because maybe i would have went the solo route sooner and i'd probably be better off you know i'd have more stuff done yeah i hear that i hear that's that's a tough thing though man like being able to actually have confidence in yourself with what you're doing i yeah i don't think there's anybody who uh who doesn't struggle with that but you know that's good advice though that's really good advice yeah you know and 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 the other thing too is like I would just say like a lot of things that people might think are like uh, a skill set that's really hard to attain isn't really as hard as a lot of people would think. Like I've I've like you know I've made and edited my own videos and stuff like that. Like you know there's tons of good free program video editing software out there for people. Like there's a lot of stuff that people could do themselves and put out good quality content if they just if they have the right eye for it, you know, and, and are willing to give it a shot. Yeah. It's easier than ever now for sure. And then there's some people that just throw stuff into like a PowerPoint maker and then it's like, okay, man, like, like, uh, like let's try a little bit harder. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got, uh, you got three albums out. You got a live album coming up. I know, I think on your website, you got a couple gigs coming up. Um, where uh where can people find you if they want to know more about that stuff and and learn more about you um my website is kind of like my hub for where uh like if if you want to follow me someplace specific i usually direct people there and then you can find where you need to go but uh i'm who is will sims everywhere who is will sims.com at who is will sims on facebook instagram snapchat this that the other venmo paypal cash app <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, like I've oh, luckily been able to acquire that handle pretty much everywhere. Nice. And, um, That's what's up. That's what's up. And yeah, you know, like I'm, you know, like I, I just kind of, kind of, uh, I, I like to do, I like to take home projects. I've got a few that are in the works right now, different, uh, EPs and, and albums and other stuff that I'm just, you know, like, uh, excited to put out, but there's still some work that needs to be done. And then, and then just other stuff that's still ticking around in my brain. Nice. Man, I definitely want to hear you, uh, hear about that, hear more about that, that you doing the booking shows at the brewery, man. I, I think that's an excellent idea. I actually, I, that's one of the things that I really want to just play, like do little brewery shows, you know, not even a stage, just plug in and play a set real quick at all your local breweries, man. Cause I mean, good music and beer, man. What, what else? What yeah, else man, could like there I, be, man? There's a couple of other bands Coffee. out there that are doing that right now, and I like I definitely want to break into that scene a little bit. Tez, you don't say. You host a podcast about music and beer, and you want to like uh, play at breweries, huh? Real uh, thinking outside of the box, there, champ. You know, real, uh, real far out there with your uh, knowledge and uh, power. Uh, trying to uh, keep it, trying to keep it comfortable, man. I just want to keep it comfortable, bro. <laughs> Hey, dude, did you ever drink your uh, uh, your uh, rye? What was it? Rye, rye lager, right? Did yeah, you ever I did. Drink it? I did. Rye. Yes, how was I did. how was it? How was it? Dude? It was good, man. It was good. It uh, it had like a it had like a uh, uh like a slight kind of whiskey hint to it. Well, yeah, rye, dude. Yeah, it'll yeah. taste like a freaking whistle pig swirled up with some beer or something like that. It wasn't. I mean? it, yeah, yeah it didn't give the 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 lagers real like you know mild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a real real simple taste. Nice man, nice finish. Uh, go ahead, dude. I gotta say the hoity toity, the one that I've been rocking. This thing is fire, dude. Like this is my second one, right? And uh, it's seven percent ABV, and I'm feeling all seven. I might say, <laughs> you know, like it's pretty uh, it's pretty fire, dude. Like it's buzzy. <laughs> this uh this brew right here, the Hoity Toity by uh Checker Spot. Yeah, y'all got me with this uh new yeah, Checker IPA. Spot, man. They're cool, yeah. man. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Will man, I feel like we can go on and on and on, bro. You definitely gotta come back and kick it with us, my man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. For sure, man, for sure. All right, hey, I gotta go walk my dog, you guys, because she's uh she's in here looking at me. Yeah, so I sure. Go. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. just gonna say thanks, Will. Man, this was uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. This is a lot of fun. So, Will uh, yeah. Sims, you are in with us, dude. Yeah. So Cheers to you, man. Cheers to you. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's. I know it was a long time coming, bro, but we got you. We got you, man. Happy to do it again. Hell yeah, dude. You definitely in here, man. Yeah, we appreciate your time, my man. Uh, fellas, any last words? Uh, just uh, thanks for coming back, and uh, we'll see you next time. And you know, just uh, just remember to have fun out there. Remember to have fun. That's all. Tez, stay safe, kids, but stay dangerous. Love one another. Support cystic fibrosis. Jay is on you. Look both ways before you cross the street. I don't know. I've been up since 4 a.m., man. Right. I got nothing left on in that the tank. Note. On that note. <laughs> and we're out of here. <laughs> Love y'all. Peace. Later. Peace, 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 man. And that's it for this week. If you want to learn more about Will Sims, everything will be linked in the show notes. And while you're down there, make sure you click the link and say hi to us on social media. And with all of that being said, from all of us here at Club 937 Podcast, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.